You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Situational comedy, by the way. Sitcom situation. Yeah, and welcome in to the Bourbon and Brothers podcast, another episode. My name is Flynn, and I am going to be one of your hosts for this evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin Reynolds. Hello. Andrew Hofkamp. How's it going, guys? And Jacob Pretty. Hi. Uh, so tonight, uh, for the, the, the Bourbon and Brothers podcast, I've decided to uh, try a new bourbon. It's called Tumblin' Dice. Um, it is a... Uh, a high rye mash bill. It's a three-year-old bourbon, so I'm a little worried about it. Uh, it's something that I've never tried before, so we'll see how it goes. Kevin, what are you drinking? Cheers, Flynn. I am having a new favorite of mine uh, from a, a value standpoint. It's Bird Dog bourbon, and it's the seven-year brand. It, it retails at $24.99. I think seven-year-old bourbon for $24.99 is a pretty good value, and it's delicious. Hove, what about you? Uh, I'm actually, uh, for once in, in my life, going to go a little older than you, um, and I'm going to go with the nine-year uh, Knob Creek. Pretty standard, but 100 proof, packs a little punch, and is always smooth and delicious. Pretty, how you got? How you drinking tonight? Uh, I believe this is a recycle uh, of somebody else drinking it. Uh, n- not, I mean, I'm drinking this new bottle, but I think someone else drank it in a previous episode. I'm just drinking a classic Old Forester. Which is uh, the go-to bourbon for my secret recipe eggnog that maybe I'll share with our many, many listeners one day. Just regular Old Forester? Yeah. Regular Old Foe. Old Old Forester. Old Old Foe. Pretty's a big fan of sipping on mixing whiskeys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> see speaking of i have been drinking evan williams bottled in bond it's 15 dollars, and actually you can zip on it and it's pretty smooth so I think most evan uh, williams products are like that yeah black label reminds me too much of freshman year of college i mean junior year of college uh and <laughs> all four was... years of college <laughs> and yeah five and today <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh thank you victory lap got another degree Great. Yeah, we all have other degrees. Great. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is actually a uh, really uh, in-depth three-year-old bourbon. I've never had one like this before, so it's actually pretty good. Uh, so it's not a terrible purchase. So in-depth bourbon for an in-depth epi- episode today. We got yeah. a lot to cover. Speaking of, we have an in-depth analysis. Um, we have uh, lined up for you a Dr. Kevin's story time yet again. And then we have a new segment um, called Fictional Battle Royale. So we'll explain that as it comes. So Yeah, we need a catchier phrase, but that's good. That's good for now. Yeah, same, uh, yes, uh, fictional uh, battle royale, or as I called it, non-fictional battle royale, uh, because I mixed up the two words. <laughs> you, you, but you I'm were right. very consistent about calling it a non-fictional <laughs> yeah, battle royale. Like you put lot. it in there three different times. <laughs> yeah, it's not a typo when you do it. So, well, we're times. doing a real life review of fictional characters, so it's a non-fictional fictional battle royale. Yeah, I was talking about our non-fictional podcast. It's a real battle royale with fictional characters. Wonderful. Wonderful. I would like to, uh, maybe seeing how this goes, look at doing a actual non-fictional battle royale where we pick figures of history and see how that works. Potentially, I think that could be that could be something. It'd be great. We'd have to change the segment title, but I think we could do (laughs) that. What you originally titled it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Before, okay. before we get off on talking about useless topics, let's actually talk in depth about a useless topic. Useless in depth analysis. Can't wait. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think we've got the age old question here. Uh, it's really pushed pushed some people to the limits. Um, and I'm, the limit. I'm on the fence on this one, so I think it's going to be very fun because I'm going to let all three of you guys yell at each other and then just decide who wins. Um, because you will have oh, so to you're the, you're the to judge side. here. No, 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 no. I am up for He's grabs. He's abstaining. He's abstaining. I'm up for grabs. You guys can literally Ooh. convince me that you're right. I, the, most of the time, we're so entrenched. So you're the jury. That I'm all of it. I'll execute one of you probably, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... But the question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Um, and here's where my camp is. I think 
that if you look at the definition of a sandwich, it's got to have something to do with bread, how many pieces, what is it, what's the difference between cutting open a, a sub and putting meatballs in it. It's all together. You have a little bit of meatball hoagie. Is that any different than this hot dog bun that's also together? But also a hot dog feels like it's definitely not a sandwich. It feels different, looks different. It acts differently in a lot of ways. But I just don't know that it technically is. So I just need to know if I'm going with my head, my gut, and probably disagreeing with Flynn. But um, Kevin, I feel like you have the most passionate stance on this. So I'll let <laughs> you uh, dig the trench to start off with. It's not a passionate stance. It, it, it's fact. And that's the thing that drives me crazy about this debate is it's like saying, you know, it's a waste of time. Is water wet? Well, of course it is. Leave it alone. The The hot dog sandwich debate shouldn't even be a debate. The answer is yes. A hot dog is a sandwich uh, when you when you put it on a bun. A hot dog itself is a piece of meat. And when you go to the grocery store and you go purchase hot dogs, you go and purchase uh, pieces of meat. Um and it, it as itself is not a sandwich. But when you put it on the bun, when you actually sandwich the hot dog between the bun, it becomes a hot dog sandwich. It's like when you put ice cream between something, it becomes an ice cream sandwich. Um, we just don't say the word hot dog sandwich together because it would sound ridiculous. It's redundant. Um, but when you look at when you look at, you know, you bring up the dictionary definition of a sandwich, when you look at the dictionary, sandwich is both a noun and a verb. You can sandwich something between something else. And so when you put it on bread, a hot dog is a sandwich every single time. People like to bring up the argument that, well, you know, the hot dog is not, you know, separated the bread isn't separated the same way it is on the traditional sandwich now it only point to the largest distributor of sandwiches in the country today subway who doesn't separate the bread on their sandwiches but are clearly sandwiches so uh if we're playing true false yes or no the answer is yes true a hot dog is a sandwich if this is short answer i think i've explained uh and shown my work why that's the case I feel like this is about to be the it's always sunny debate on like evolution where there's facts and then someone's going to appeal to my feelings and change my mind. So pretty that you're going to get first crack at that. Great, um, because here's what I'm going to say first off from the, the get go. <clears throat> uh, I disagree with both uh, Kevin and Flynn on this. Uh, and I think you I stand. I stand. I do know your stance. <laughs> I stand alone. Uh, in this and that a hot dog uh, well let me let me say it first and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna back up Kevin your points were so convincing that I actually was kind of like wow maybe I'm wrong however I firmly do believe at this moment still that a hot dog is neither a sandwich nor is it anything else a hot dog is simply a hot dog it is its by definition, its own thing. There is no reason why we would ever say like a cheeseburger sandwich. It's a cheeseburger. Just like you said, Kevin, why would we call it a hot dog sandwich? We wouldn't because it's not. It's a hot dog. You wouldn't put it behind anything else. If I want, if I want a salami hoagie, a, a pieces of salami on a hoagie, I say a salami hoagie. If I want a salami sandwich, I say salami on a sandwich. If I just say hot dog, everyone knows what that is. There's no there's no argument here of like, oh, well, you you want a hot dog neat on the rocks? A hot dog That is such a great question, pretty, because I have a question for you. Yes. When you when you talk about what you're drinking right now, what is it? It's bourbon. Right. Is it also whiskey? By definition. Is it sure. bourbon whiskey? Uh yes. Okay, so here's my question. Can't it be true that you're drinking bourbon whiskey, but we just call it bourbon because it makes sense? And a hot dog is a hot dog and a hot dog is a hot dog sandwich, but we just call it a hot dog because it makes sense. Mm. See, and again, Kevin, you're kind of persuading me, but that's not the point. The point is, is I'm standing on the side that it is not a sandwich, nor is it anything else. (laughs) It is simply a hot dog. 
pretty uh, uh, we, going with the old, I will never change my mind, despite all evidence that is uh, yeah, presented against really me. Great, really great feedback. I think very, you know, very I mean, stubborn. Okay. If I wasn't stubborn, I would probably say, yeah, that was a really good point. But instead, I'm just going to ignore what you just said and move on with my statement. Great. The worst is he acknowledges how good of a point you just made, too. It's like, you're beating the crap out of me, but I'm not changing. Uh, Flynn, please uh, bring us back to even more stupidity somehow. Uh, so going back to the time of ancient Romans, the us as human beings and, and, and as we've formed society have tried to categorize things to make organization easier to, to uh, advance our societies. <clears throat> so Kevin's point of it being a sandwich, but we call it a hot dog. That's perfect example of that. Uh, I'd like to submit uh, to you all that I think that there are only three different categories of food that everything falls under. Um, every single food that you could possibly think of falls into three categories. Sandwiches, salads, and soup. Those three things, that's all that exists. Everything can be categorized under that. So, yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. However, if a hot dog were uh, just that piece of meat, that would be considered a salad. Because what is a salad? It's a bunch of stuff uh, put together that you eat all together that really don't mix. Um, now, if you were to put that in a vessel that you can eat holding, like a taco or a hot dog or a sandwich or a wrap or whatever, those would all be sandwiches. And so things can change between the different categories, but they can all be categorized as either a salad, a soup, or a sandwich. What is a chicken breast? It is a salad. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God oh have mercy God. on yourself. So, like, if you this just is... eat a banana, you're calling that a salad? No, that's a that's a uh, a sandwich because the peel, and you're holding it and eating it. No, so the wait a minute. Just part of the, I can't do this with you right now. Flynn is this is oh so absurd. Oh my so, God. Flynn, by your logic, then, <laughs> everything falls under Olive Garden's unlimited soup, salads, and breadsticks rule. 100%. Don't yes. call it logic. This is stupid. What I'm hearing you say is you agree a hot dog is a sandwich, but everything that isn't soup or salad is it, also it a sandwich. It really falls under the subcategory of a taco, in my opinion, but it, that, that goes all the way up to the, see, the main categorization of sandwich. See, this is, this is interesting because Flynn is basically agreeing with Kevin, which really hurts Kevin's argument. <laughs> Um, and Pretty is admitting that Kevin's right, which really hurts Pretty's argument. So it sounds like you guys no. are trying not no, to me, convince me of anything. That sounds like I win. No, let me pick this apart. Flynn, when you go to the grocery store and you're going to go buy bread to make a sandwich, which aisle mm -hmm. do you go to? The bread aisle. Right. When you go and you want to get a bun for a hot dog, which aisle do you go to? The, the bread aisle. When yeah. you go to the grocery store and you want to make a taco, where do you get the tortillas? Probably the bread aisle. They're not you know, in the bread. The aisle. end of the bread aisle. It's, it's at the end aisle. of the bread aisle. No, it is. Just went to Kroger. Where I is? Just it? went to Kroger. They're in like the the salsa Mexican aisle. Yeah, they're they're by the taco shells and the okay. taco kits. Uh, food. It's not the bread aisle. We are not yeah, going yeah. off of how Kroger organizes their stores. Fine. Let's do Meyer. Meyer. <laughs> when you go to Meyer, <laughs> <laughs> don't even bring up Food Lion. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm just how saying. about the Piggly Wiggly? Giant it's, uh, teeter weeder or what? What's it called? Uh, teeter totter or what? What the hell is it called Publix? up in the Northeast? No, no, Publix um, is south. But oh, you're talking about? Oh, hold on, I went there. Harris um, Teeter, Schwegman. Harris Teeter. Oh, no, it Harris doesn't teeter, matter. Yeah. We're do, we're a taco and is... a hot dog are different. <laughs> yeah, no one, oh, no sane person. They're makes fundamentally that similar, is what I'm saying. They are structurally similar. I will give you that they are structurally similar. The but, way you eat it is exactly the same. I don't I don't agree. I actually very much disagree. A sandwich for me is almost always two hands. A hot dog, I would be appalled if well uh, no, <laughs> never mind. I'll take that back. Sorry. Good point. <laughs> No, oh, I, I go Scooby Doo si Scooby Doo style on my sandwiches. You know, huge, huge stack. <laughs> Jacob, okay. Jacob's like it's not a sandwich unless I have to literally use two hands to pick it up off the plate. Very true. We have, we have lost all of the view the listeners that we didn't have with this discussion somehow. Y'all um, keep thinking we're having listeners. <laughs> we're not. We're just doing this for our own egos. I think I'm right. I think that all foods can be soup, salad, or sandwich. 
no. a scoop of ice. Like you, you're you're discounting any individual food in, in and of itself. Ice cream is soup. It's just frozen soup. Ice cream is made of of beans, like vanilla beans if, and cocoa if beans. If you freeze soup, it gets hard. Yeah, that's fine. There can be hard soup. It's stew. Stew is not a hard soup. It is a hearty soup. I wouldn't call it a hard soup. Flynn, I don't yeah. want to live in the world that's in your head right now. It's absurd, and I and I just, oh, I gotta know. Have any of us convinced you that if we were to put this dilemma in front of you, you'd be able to to render an informed opinion? I would say that I was squarely on the mind of, do I need to go with logic, um, or is somebody going to convince me that hot dogs just aren't the same as a sandwich? And no one convinced me the other one. Um, so I do think I'm going to have to lean that hot dogs, I guess, are a sandwich. Um, but I feel very un- uncomfortable with that. And I would encourage anybody with a more rational mind and uh, sound logic and good at arguing, arguing um, to please convince me otherwise, because I am open to it. Uh, I just want to not saying that I uh, agree with this, but there is the popular uh, fact that a hot dog could be a taco. I've already said that pretty. He has made that case twice tonight, and I have argued. That's why we brought up tortillas. Where are you right now? That's a good question. I, I think I literally blacked out for the, the moment that you said, <laughs> said something about taco. Like a, you argued them. You were the first to argue the point. I went to Kroger five minutes ago, and they're in the bread aisle. Well, first of all, mm. they're not. And second of all... You, what, what were you doing? But I'm I'm a little bit concerned about you. I think it's probably best that we move on. Uh, to I the, think it's uh, a great way to end every segment with Jacobs and Comments. Jacobs and Comments. So we I, I are about going to give you a fight fact, Honestly, so you're welcome. Kevin Kevin won this so clearly by being <laughs> the least incompetent, and I feel like we should strive to do better as a unit. Um, perhaps that's my fault for not taking the opposite side. So there's at least two competent fighters on either side, but. Um, no, oh, so, I, I want the competition. I just, <laughs> I just can't find any. I just, I couldn't find the passion for this one. So um, I guess we just had to give you the softball win for this one. So we go. hot dog Ooh. is uh, factually a sandwich. Everyone else that disagreed with that is a moron um, on this podcast. Not, not anybody that might disagree with that in real life. Please convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's fight fictional characters now. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. So we're going into listeners the. Fictional Battle Royale. Fictional Battle Royale. I tried to pull, put a cool voice on it, and I'll probably edit something in post to make it sound a little cooler, because that didn't sound as cool when I heard it. <laughs> that sounded really lame. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it some spice. You in need the post. more depth to your voice. Fictional Battle Royale. Now you just sound like Bobby Newport. <laughs> Bobby Newport. No, it sounds like Ben Wyatt talking about Bobby Newport for a commercial. Yes, totally different concept. That's fair. Uh, anyways, so listeners, here's what we're doing. Uh, we are each tasked with drafting, uh, not drafting, but picking, um, picking a team of, uh, as though we are uh, all children in the schoolyard, kind of, you know, duking it out battle royale style uh whether it's dodgeball or whatever the fictional battle it is that we're deciding um we're just we're picking our team of our best uh best um what what's the topic sitcom characters characters. yes where are you (laughs) yes okay i'm gonna take over (laughs) i got it i got it i got it now it's our best sitcom characters. So, as uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, a sitcom is defined as a situational comedy. Uh, so, um, uh, that means that it has to have some elements of funny, uh, which are things that I do not know about. So, uh, we're going to start in the classic age order. <laughs> um, so, Dr. K, you're up first. Uh, who is your first pick? for a fictional battle royale team of sitcom characters. This is so interesting because I have so many good options. To go first is a challenge. Okay, so this is a situational comedy character who I think would be best in a melee-style fight. One of the questions I have, and we might talk about this, is does this individual get to choose their weapon or not? Or is this is this just fisticuffs? Yeah, sure. I... 
I think it's uh I think they get to choose their weapon, especially if that individual has a um some type of inclination towards a weapon of choice based on what they do in their show. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't think that like JD from Scrubs just gets to have a machine gun. That doesn't really feel like a fair okay. but thing a scalpel. To do. <laughs> yeah, a okay. scalpel. Then I'm gonna go with Sergeant Terry Jefferson from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, you gotta say his name. You gotta say his name properly if you want him on your team. No one help him. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> he hasn't seen it. <laughs> Terry. His name is Terry. That's, that's the best I got. It's the best you're getting from me on here, anyway. That's Sergeant who, that's Terry Jeffords. 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 Yeah, not Sorry. Jefferson. <laughs> Jeffords. Sorry, I don't. I don't. I, know I think that. that actually, you know what? We gotta hold on. We have to check. There could be yeah, a Sergeant Terry a Jefferson in another. No, I said, I said from Jefferson. Nine Nine. All right, that's he's the he's the captain of my team. <laughs> captain of your team. Oh, so the the first pick is the captain. Oh, that changes things. I'm down for that. Terry okay. Jefferson. Terry uh, Jeffers. Oh, uh, next, Should I looked on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> all right, Hove Camp. Uh, who you got? Um, so it, as soon as, uh, I realized this was going to be a battle royale, I think that there was uh, a very clear cut, uh, first choice for me. And I'm going to be taking Michael from the good place, a literal demon with supernatural powers to destroy all. He yeah. has to be one yep. of the best trump cards that was, to have that that is my number two pick i was hoping no one would pick that i'm not taking the mm. chance i need him yep yep Ooh. i have not seen that i feel very flynn saying that the I good place is fantastic good place, but um i i love i love the the creativity but i i, I can't get i haven't seen you need, it you need to watch it I, this is i have to make this point to everyone so this is where flynn baffles me yet again because flynn has not seen so many movies as we've covered before and yet he is the, like the only person I know where I'm like, oh, I started watch- watching this show, and he's like, oh yeah, I, I watched that like you know. A couple yeah, I watch shows. Yeah, I'll binge watch shows. Yeah, I'll binge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shows are my my jam. Okay. Okay. Well, Flynn, who's your pick then? Since you're the All right, show so, guru. So I have not actually watched this show yet. Um, oh. It is it is on my list. Um, it is it is brand new, and Ooh. it is. It is indeed listed as a sitcom on Wikipedia. I am taking Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, from WandaVision. That is cheating. I'm putting it in the chat right now. With that. I'm putting it in the chat. Go to it. It says a sitcom on the page. Yeah, but like it's a, it's a satire it, of a sitcom. But it's a sitcom. But that's like, oh. It's cheating. I, I respect. I respect the the thought behind the cheating, but it's absolutely cheating. Also, I, I'm just going to say, One Division is an upcoming American television <laughs> miniseries. Doesn't sound great. So, for- so under genre on the Wikipedia, it says it says sitcom genre. I am on WandaVision genre, Wikipedia, drama, mystery, romance, sitcom, superhero. So it is listed ah. there, but it's also listed under so many other things. Yeah. It could be a sitcom yeah, in those things. I think it's only listed as a sitcom because it parodies sitcoms like I Love Lucy and all of those sitcoms. But it's listed as a sitcom. Mm. I'm going to email every one of your former students that you used Wikipedia as a reference in an argument. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Flynn, we might have to ask you to draft a fifth uh, player uh, in case uh, we deem that the Wanda Maximoff it is it is, it is It is 100% valid. Basically, mm, we've got Flynn making an illegal pick, Kevin making a pick that's not even in a sitcom because uh, he's not even a real <laughs> I person. I mispronounced the guy's last name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Hope Camp doesn't and, even have a last Hope name. Hope Camp picked a, a, a demon, world-ending demon. Cool. Um, You've got a good chance of this. <laughs> I literally do. I, I'm not even kidding. I, I made this list just kind of on the fly because also not understanding how we were initially doing this. My fault. Um, and I really felt like my entire list, I was like, oh, one of these is going to get picked first round easy. And now hearing your all's picks now, I'm like, well, heck, I might get all of them. And I might need to pivot more because everyone's going to these very, you know, super high powered individuals. But I'm going to go with a simple man who likes sipping his own whiskeys. Uh, he does some wood crafting and uh, woodworking. And he's got a 
killer mustache, Mr. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Good pick. I like it. Great. I like it. Great. I think I think Pretty might be the first one to really grasp what a good squad would look like for this, as opposed to trying to supercharge their team. Right. I thought we were going for like a balance of like actual sitcom characters, not oh, I'm gonna bend the rules and it's a sitcom. Wanda Maximoff. Well, if you think that's true, you might like my next pick because I, I think. <laughs> Did you pivot to Vision? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's Vision from WandaVision. It's it's been you know he obviously is the best. Uh, no, I, I'm going with someone who is a skilled marksman, um, and uh, also a whiskey drinker, though a Scotch drinker above all, which we can all take our own issues with. But a, a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, and his name is Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. He is so good at laser tag, and I think he would be able to take those laser tag skills and bring them into the the melee world. You know, if he were to borrow uh, Sergeant Jefferson's uh, pistol, he would be fantastic in uh, in combat. So I'm I'm really excited to still have uh, have Barney Stinson suit up with my squad. His cardio is in a really good shape, too. And oh, he yeah. seemingly has an endless supply of money. And a video resume. So, I mean, fantastic. fantastic. And great there. suits. Great Thank suits. You. I was going to say, he also, he also has a good suit. A couple. Several. Great suit. Uh, okay. Uh, Hocamp, who's your second pick? I'm going to go. So, I got like a little bit of, of the supercharge. So, you know, a bit of a trump card there. Um, but now I want just some some grassroots tenacity, a little bit of crazy on my team, maybe a little bit of catnip, and I'm talking Charlie Kelly, uh, because I don't think anybody is going to be. I mean that guy is that guy is crazy. He's high on paint and eats catnip, and if you sometimes he's on other drugs and he just will absolutely never stop. You will never knock him out and he will always keep coming. I think he's going to be a great asset to the squad. I like it. That's very solid. I'm there. I like it. So I'm going to go with a character that <clears throat> is not uh, sort of a main character. It's 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 a, um, a character that's used, you know, sparingly throughout the series. I'm going to go with Robot Santa Claus from Futurama. He flies around shooting all humans with with machine guns. I mean, it's it's a perfect pick. I mean, we never put in like how many episodes do they have to be in, but like eight percent of episodes feels woefully low for this. Flynn is like Flynn, the one who pre- who presented this topic or this whole segment, is really bending these rules. Like, oh, I'm gonna pick. It's Wanda. not a bending. I said sitcom characters. That is a sitcom character. You can't even argue that's a sitcom. No, no, it is a. Sitcom. I would have respected you more if you would have picked Leela. Leela is a great pick, but I, I feel like Robot Santa would be a a really good ally ridiculous all right pretty all right uh well i'm clearly seeing a a trend here that i am the only one who's actually picking true sitcom characters um but it's fine uh for my second pick uh he's a little quirky a little weird but uh i think he's ruthless nonetheless i'm going dwight k schrute it's a good pick First, first person picked in this that's been on my list, and I'm I'm a little mad about it. I love well, you that you took Stinson off my list. That he's got Ron Swanson and Dwight Schrute. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see how this group fares. <laughs> Amazingly, well, he was definitely on my list, and I don't love that. But um, I'm going with a pure fighter who I have not seen really um, ever lose a fight, um, and in this case, I might have. Uh, mispronounced the last name of the first character on my list from a sitcom. But this character from a sitcom doesn't even have a last name listed anywhere. His name is simply Wayne from Letterkenny. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a last name. He's just Wayne. Oh. So uh, <clears throat> yes. I'm going to round out my think, team with a fantastic fighter. I think he was uh, all of our next picks uh, because yeah. <laughs> in once a season he wins a fight. And yeah. the only one he ever lost, he was sucker punched. So um, I think you could honestly pick, we could all pick a character from that show to have on our squad and, and feel good about what's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I thought that was part of the rules. Anyways, you have to pick a letter kind of character. <laughs> oh yeah. Oof. So Go ahead, there are, um, lots of, of good characters left. 
Um, but I'm not seeing anybody on my list that I really think is going to add too terribly much to to the squad, except uh, maybe, just maybe, we need to be bankrolled a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going to make a controversial pick here um, to essentially see if we can't Tony Stark my team a little bit. And I'm going to go with Gavin Belson from Silicon Valley, uh, noted billionaire uh, who much like uh, Tony Stark in, in the Avengers is seemingly has bottomless money. Um, and so I think he could really uh, be an asset as far as training up Charlie's craziness um, and really just giving Michael the tools that he needs to succeed as well. So um, he probably won't bring much in the actual fight, but I think he'll bring a lot behind the scenes. Yeah, he's like the Jeff Bezos of Silicon Valley in that universe. Ehrlich was on my on my list for that reason and also oh, a few other fun reasons as well. He's not quite as rich. Um, so True, true. I have a question for you all. So the show now, that I Now you have I'm, a question? Yes, the other two were quite clear. <laughs> I, I, I will submit this. So would a would a children's comedy that is a show that was ongoing count as a sitcom to you? Yeah, you can choose Elmo. It's it's Elmo's okay. He's picking SpongeBob. So something like that. Would yeah, something sure. like that can Okay, I am going to choose Wanda from the Fair, Fairly Odd Parents. Again, bending so, No, I'm kidding. That's actually probably your best pick and your only legitimate yeah. pick so far. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> no, that's great. I have two Wandas. Okay. You have two cartoons, which is hilarious. Uh, for for a second, <laughs> I thought you were about to say Wanda Maximoff from like <laughs> a animated Avengers or something. <laughs> the Avengers sitcom special. I would, I would do that. <laughs> we know, we we know. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, mine. Uh, I'm gonna uh, actually go uh, a little bit more um, on your all's realm, and uh, I'm gonna pick someone who probably does have the capabilities, going off the cartoon route, uh, to actually defeat some of these people, and I'm gonna go with Sterling Archer. Mm. He actually was on my list as well. Yep. Yup. All right. Last round. Here we go. Sterling Archer is off the board. Sorry. Back to you, Dr. K. Yeah, I couldn't care less because I, I got to be honest. I, I could pull it up and share and share my screen right now. I've gotten my top three picks in the order in which I wanted to pick them. My number four pick is I'm staring at it in my number five. My number four pick is a fantastic pick in this case because he's a brawler. He's incredibly strong. But I've got... You know, I've got a cunning guy like Barney. I've got a strong person like Terry. I've got Wayne, who's just, you know, probably the most seasoned fighter. And Wayne. You know, so so do I need the strength that I would get from from Herman Munster, from the Munsters? He was on my list. Probably Dude. not. Probably not. So I'm not going to go with him. He's not going to be my fourth. I'm going with somebody who has an X factor, who is undefeated with a particular weapon. Um, and, and it's just so strong when, when he has this weapon. So I'm going to go with, um, Winston Schmidt, uh, Winston Schmidt from new girl with thumb ring. Um, cause so, so powerful when wielding the mighty thumb ring and he's going to wind out my fantastic squad. And he will pull wow. mad pranks on everybody. Gotcha. Oh no, 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 no. No, that's oh, Winston that's Bishop. Right. That's right. That's, that's Winston. Right. Winston, Winston, Winston yep. Schmidt. Winston, is, uh, Winston Schmidt. Schmidt. Yep. Sorry. We also have to very specifically cite that he has the thumb ring because uh, Toby really backs him down, and there is lots of video evidence in that same episode uh, to suggest that he's not a very capable fighter. Mm. That's yeah, very true. Uh, that's hilarious, Kevin. That you you picked Winston Schmidt because I was like. That I was for sure that oh no one's gonna pick Winston Schmidt they're gonna pick Winston Bishop or Schmidt not Winston Schmidt and now I feel defeated so thanks Kevin well you've been doing uh, a really great job tonight overall so just hang that hang that you know and let that one go for a split second I thought that was genuine and then I realized <laughs> I, who I'm talking to and what group of people I'm with so yeah. all right Hove. All right, so I think I've got the bankroll. I've got the the crazy fighter that will never, ever stop. Um, I've got a little bit of demon. But I kind of want to offset that with a little bit more magical prowess. So I think 
that the way to do this is to uh, bring in a genie. So I'm going to bring in Jeannie for my dream of Jeannie. She was on my list. And um, That's a good I, one. I, I did not think of that. I don't think there's much to stop that anymore. Because as we discussed last episode, Jeannie is all-powerful. Mm, that's... I love the pick. I I had I had her and Samantha Stevens. Uh, I was debating tied. between yeah. those two. Yeah, really great pick. So really great pick. For my last <clears throat> pick, um, you know, uh, you all gave me some crap about picking a, a character that wasn't on the show very much. Um, but this character, I'm I really want to pick. It, has, it was on the show less than Robot Santa. Uh, <laughs> they were in one scene of one episode of one season. Yeah, I think I think they were in two episodes. I picked uh, the storm that sank uh, the SS Minnow. <laughs> I also looked up if The Boys was considered a sitcom, but it wasn't because I was going to take Homelander. Um, no, I'm going to take uh, Ewan O'Hara from Psych. Psych is AKA not a sitcom. John Cena. Psych is, is it not, not a sitcom. A, it, it is absolutely 30 minutes, man. Comedy. 30 minutes. No, it's a sitcom. It's, sitcoms aren't specified 30 minutes. I'm pretty much about 30 minutes. Well, if that's the case, then Flynn's first pick is also DQ'd because I'm pretty sure WandaVision's no, going to be more that than is 30, 30 minute minutes. Episodes. I think Dang it's 30 it. minute episodes. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll keep it to 30 minutes. Uh, that takes Lassiter off the list, too. Um, I'm going to take uh, Dr. Jan Etor from Scrubs. <laughs> The janitor. The janitor. Yeah, I'm going to take the janitor. Take the janitor. Doctor Jan Etor. Yeah, right. No, I love. I love. I love it. Uh, I think it's fantastic. He's probably the scariest of anyone's pick so far. I I am True. baffled uh, by the fact that me just saying it's not 30 minutes was enough to make Flynn cave on that pick, but all of his other <laughs> stupid picks. Uh, he was like, I'm standing my ground. I was I, so so. He was only in like two episodes. So me taking John Cena was, was psych. Uh, Wikipedia genre yeah. is detective fiction, police procedural, comedy drama. So okay, we got fine. Back I, I will not have it as a sitcom. So yeah, right. I'll take I'll take the janitor. All right, I'll wrap it up. Um, so uh, it, this is not going to be as epic because I was when. I was initially thinking of the genie from I Dream of Genie, and then Hove Camp took that, and then Kevin had to mention, oh, I also had Samantha on my list, which was also on my list, but it's fine, because I like Just this person Just take Samantha, above then. Mom. She's still nope, nope. out there. No, no, <laughs> because this is an even better pick. Morticia Adams. You picked, it's... like, the third best Adams character. Disagree. She is by far the best Adams character. She doesn't. This Wednesday is so much scarier. No, no, I disagree entirely. Morticia is so powerful and just command. Like she just says things, or just like you know, I could just see her in a battle, just kind of like slyly, like you know, moving out of the way, back and forth. Anyways, let's pivot that to the wrap up of this. Okay, so let's discuss. We've got our teams, right? Kevin, read them off. Yeah, Kevin, read it down. Who do you have? All right, I've got uh, Sergeant Terry Jeffordson. I've got <laughs> Barney Stinson. I've got Wayne and Winston Schmidt. Yep, great. Hove Camp. All right, I've got Michael from The Good Place, Actual Demon. Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Gavin Belson to bankroll the squad from uh, Silicon Valley. And then Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, what's her name? Jeannie. Hmm. I thought they call her Jeannie again. No pretty being anyway. confidently wrong. So, so it's a play on words because you see Jeannie, <laughs> while her being, real name is actually while being a genie, is also a, a frequently named for a woman. So she is both a genie and named genie. That's fair. All right, Flynn, who do you have? I concede. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I have Wanda Maximoff from WandaVision, uh, aka the Scarlet Witch. I have Wanda from the Fairly Odd Parents. I have Robot Santa Claus from Futurama, and I have Doctor Jan Etor, the janitor from Scrubs. Very nice. And I have Mr. Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation, Mr. Dwight K. Schrute from The Office, Sterling Archer from the Archer animated series, and Morticia Adams from the Adams Family. So, from a brief overview of this. Uh, we have to do some level setting here because obviously if we're dealing with a superhero and a like demigod, 
they're clearly going to have some type of advantage. But let, let's assume that we're all on kind of not an equal playing field, but it, some rules, more rules exist for those individuals. I think from a standpoint of hilarity, my team has the top. Uh, I will concede that I am definitely not the strongest team, but gosh darn, if Ron Swanson's not going to be the last person standing. He, he won't be. Maybe. I think Flynn's disqualified because he cheated. I, that uh, is not true. Flynn's Wanda, not Wanda team is, is trash. Wanda no, is, you is didn't so good. You just didn't think trash. of the good picks. No, Wanda's Hope Camp thought of one good pick. He, he thought of uh, Michael from The Good Place. That is, that is, if I picked that, you would have said it's cheating uh, because it's nope, a fire demon. Have. But, Probably but not. my picks are not mm. cheating. Here's what I'll say. Um, if I look at what are four... I know this isn't what we're doing, but if I look at who has the four best shows that I would watch again, I've got it by a landslide with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, How I Met Your Mother, Letter Kenny, and New Girl. Uh, Have you seen Brooklyn a... Nine-Nine, Kev? Because you yes. called him Terry Jefferson four <laughs> times. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, I have. The, okay. the only reason that you have Brooklyn Nine Nine on me and and Letterkenny is because you literally took guys that were on my list as well. Genie is the only show that I wouldn't watch again in a heartbeat. All of those shows are my, all my shows are magnificent. If I was able to go, because my whole my whole plan was to go. Um, Michael from The Good Place and then Wanda. Uh, then my next two picks would have been Jake Peralta and then Charles Boyle uh, because Charles would protect him at any cost necessary. Mm. But you stole that. I think I think the next we time we do this... We should have just let Flynn do that. His team would have been <laughs> less controversial and more garbage. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it would have been... It would have been like... I mean, even my team would have taken them down. Okay, Peanut so... butter shows up and takes down Charles Boyle. <laughs> objectively uh at this point uh, uh you know if we're thinking of this anchorman style where all of these four groups show up uh the right answer i think since i am hosting this segment i think the right answer i gotta go with hove camps as the top then kevin's then flynn's because wanda maximov honestly she would probably disappear she's got like a 50 50 track record of showing up for battles just saying well we're gonna assume they're all gonna fight in this fight mm. You're not just being like, oh, this character is going to flee. I I will concede the loss that my team will definitely go out first. However, I do think that my team will provide the most comedy, which was what I thought was the point of this, was which team was going to be the funniest in the battle because they're all sitcom characters. Charlie Kelly is the funniest character in the entire battle. I will give that. Yeah, the MVP for funniest character would definitely go to Charlie Kelly, 100%. But anyways. All right. Yeah, we'll post that. We'll post that to our Facebook page, and uh, we'll let you guys vote. Yeah, on all yeah, Facebook, Facebook Twitter, pages, Instagram, yeah, all, of, all of our Facebook pages. But right. Kevin, Kevin's been squirming, and it makes it makes it look like uh, he's got either he wants to tell me I'm wrong, or he has a story, or both. So, Kevin, why don't you take it away? Doctor K's story time. I do have a story, and and you know I'm glad that we've gotten to this point in the episode because it's it's been bothering me uh, for days now. I went to a breakfast meeting. Uh, uh, it, it it wasn't brunch, but but you could. Is it a, put, is it a breeding? It wasn't a yeah. It was it was. I, I'm not gonna I say I went to a breeding. That. No, that's, that's probably that is, uh, I went to mm. a breakfast a breakfast <laughs> meeting, and at the meeting, uh, we ordered breakfast foods. And I, uh, I ordered something like an omelet, um, a side of getta, and then it came with uh, my choice of a couple different breakfast sides. And not being um, a terrible person with awful taste, I said, of course, give me the hash browns. And we continued on with the meeting. And when my food arrived, I had my omelet, I had my side of getta, and there were these cubed potatoes that were set down in front of me um and i said i'm sorry um i i thought i ordered hash browns and the the waiter looked at me as if i had said something crazy um and said that's what you got and my internal rage just exploded ignited it was passionate i was furious because if there had been a list of breakfast potatoes and home fries had been on the list, I would have been like, and I wanted home fries that day. I might've said, fine, 
but home fries are not hash browns. Hash browns are shredded pieces of potato. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I asked for. It's not what anyone expects from a quality breakfast side uh, when you go in thinking you're getting hash browns and you get something else. Um, And so, you know, when I was thinking about this, I started to think about what are other times in which my internal um, fire has been ignited in a similar way about I went in with one idea. uh, I was so excited for what I thought I was going to get, and I was so let down, not because what I was given would be bad in another circumstance on its own by itself, but isn't what I ordered. It isn't what I wanted. And I started thinking about sequels and how we go see sequels to phenomenal films or shows and say, or not shows, just films, go see sequels to phenomenal films or movie franchises and say, wow, that was, that was not hash browns. That was home fries. Um, you know, we're all going to give our our examples of this. I, I've, I've prepped a group to come ready to, to discuss these. Um, but if you're looking for like you're sitting at home and you haven't you haven't watched it yet. You know, I want you to think about how good the, the Wonder Woman film was. And then go watch Wonder Woman 84. And that's like yes. someone <laughs> ordered hash browns and they brought out like mashed potatoes it's not even close to what you ordered it's it's not even home fries it's just trash um and so i've asked my three colleagues here um or i should say my two colleagues and jacob to uh to offer some thanks for including me in a movie yeah goodness here i'm pretty sure i'm more (laughs) qualified for this category than flynn just want to say yeah but in terms of overall performance tonight i'm much more confident flynn's gonna bring it so i am more bourbon it's kind of where i'm at so i'm coming to you because you're the oldest you know take it home tell me you're the oldest other than me tell me you know when you look at at sequels what is uh what's one that's that's definitely not hash browns to you so uh, before I want to anticipate uh, Prudy's response to this, sequel does not mean in this in the instance that you're referring to takes place after a movie. It is the movie came out after the previous movies. Yeah, um, because yeah. of that, I'm actually going to choose prequels that came out after the movies. Um, for example, Hobbit would be prequels to Lord of the Rings, um, but. Uh, it's not even, and I don't like the Hobbit movies either, but it is are terrible. Got to be the Star Wars prequels. And people get lost because Star Wars is incredible. The original trilogy is groundbreaking and phenomenal. Empire Strikes Back is just bliss all the way through. And they are so revved up for more Star Wars and the lore that comes out and they're just they're eating it all up and they don't realize that what they're watching is actual trash. The movies themselves are poorly written. The acting is often atrocious. The dialogue is just ear wrenching. It just makes you just bleed from your ears that you didn't even know you had. Um and yeah, there's some cool Star Wars lightsaber battles, but you, you can get that in the Clone Wars too. And you don't have to go through the crap that is Hayden Christensen. So um, I think the Star Wars prequels um, have not aged any better and were real bad to begin with. Um, so if it wasn't for the fact that the original trilogy was so good, that would have immediately... I mean, it would have gone from hash browns. They're not even home fries. They're not even mashed potatoes. They basically just gave you an unbaked potato with those. And you were like, hold on. And they're like, hang on, hang on, hang on. And they make some more. But man, it it really almost ruins the whole thing. Can you name for me three things? Because I think this is just the most trash argument ever. Um, when you break when you break down the the, the prequels as a whole, uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Hayden mm-hmm. Christensen is terrible. But can you tell me three things that you would have that you think would have been done better in the Phantom Menace, other than anything to do with Jar Jar Binks? 
take out Jar Jar Binks and tell me what's wrong with that movie. Because I'm looking at Qui-Gon Jinn. I'm looking at Darth Maul. I'm looking at a fantastic film that was that was like they brought out the hash browns, but they, they sprinkled in some garlic powder and a little bit of cheese to fry them up and make them amazing. Um, I thought The Phantom Menace was exactly what we were hoping for when it came out. And it was so disrespected by episodes two and three, that it has been lumped in unfairly moving forward. So tell me, Camp. tell me three things you think should have been different about The Phantom Menace. Okay, so you can't say tell me three things that should have been different other than this character that permeates and is present the entire time and is annoying the entire time. That has to be included, and it absolutely matters. Jar Jar Binks counts as one, two, and three, but pod racing is cool. The kid, um, Anakin, is annoying the whole time. Um, Darth Maul is cool. Qui-Gon Jinn's great. Um, the midichlorians are very seldom mentioned in Star Wars after the prequel trilogies because I think they basically tried to retcon that as like, eh, not really a good idea. We should have just said strong with the force because that's a better way to view this as opposed to some scientific count of some made up crap that doesn't really tie in to this will of the force and all living things. So there's three things for you. And, and um, Jar Jar Binks again is worse than Hayden Christensen and then Hayden Christensen comes in and is like is he worse and you just don't know and so you can pick any one and they almost ruin it um, I will say that uh, Phantom Menace is probably one of the better it, it does get trashed more just because of the rest of them but all three of them um, it's people forget how bad I think they are when you go back and watch them I think The Phantom Menace is one of those movies like Remember the Titans. If if I've, I'm flicking channels and it's on, what? I'm watching it the rest of the day. Like it's, it, it's it's not no. as good as it's not as good as Remember the Titans. I'm not making that comparison. What? what I'm saying is, for me, there are films that I will stumble upon and go, "Oh, this is on." And once it's on, I'm watching it, even with commercials. Even though I could go start from the beginning on a different device, if I'm watching it and I see it's on, I, I watch the rest of the movie because I like The Phantom Menace. I think it's fantastic. Um, don't get lost in that because it's, it's no Remember the Titans. But it is, for me, it's the kind of, of sure, this is good enough for me to stop flicking the channels and stay on, um, like almost any Harry Potter movie is for me as well. Uh, fifth Element. Great. I think The Fifth Element is my, my movie for like that. Interesting. Interesting. Flynn, you haven't seen most things, um, but you have to have some opinion here because I gave you ample time to come up with one. Yeah. So I like like you said, I haven't seen a lot of movies and and, you know, I thought about uh, submitting to you the the Matrix two mm. uh, and Matrix three because those those do a disservice to the, the first Matrix. Yep. Yep. That would have been exactly uh, what we asked for. Uh, however, <laughs> <laughs> however, he has however. Uh, I have seen them. I love Matrix, um, and I, I hated Matrix two and three. Um, but but I haven't seen them in a while, and I didn't feel comfortable making you know strong arguments about them. So um, I would like to submit to you the the uh, the last season of the the show Scrubs, and and this and this is why <clears throat> it is it is called Scrubs, and, and so the the season before the last season they wrap it up perfectly it is actually a good ending to a show um it, it it is a tearful goodbye it's it's emotional it's it's funny it's 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 happy it's sad it's everything it is it's everything you look into for a finale of a show and then they add another season and they take out a bunch of the regular characters um they bring in a whole new cast they keep three characters they keep dr cox they keep jd and they keep turk um, and some Elliot, that's, that's it. Um, they bring in a whole new cast, uh, new characters. They're all at this new, t uh, this new, you know, I think it's a university. They're med students. Um, they are, they have all gone from being practicing doctors in hospitals to professors and that's it. Um, and so they, they changed the whole premise of the show, um, as a spinoff of the show scrubs, it is adequate to bad is is how i would describe it but then they called it scrubs still they they said this is our last season of scrubs they tried to make it more but people didn't like it for very obvious reasons and so so the the final season of scrubs i i do not actually think is part of scrubs it is something different it is a sequel to me scrubs ended 
the final episode before that season and it ended perfectly and that is some sort of spin-off that if you want to watch it fine um it is some type of sequel that's not very good uh also part of that is dave franco and i do not like dave franco i don't know it's something about his face um <laughs> he is not as good as his older brother uh he is the worst sequel to his brother james franco um sure he was fine in 21 jump street a movie i've seen um but but it pales in comparison to pineapple express which i've also seen uh and and james franco i i think that that is one of the funniest movies i think i've ever seen um and so so as dave franco is the bad sequel to his brother james franco uh so is the final season of scrubs the bad sequel to the rest of scrubs I want to I want to take a real quick jump in here <laughs> for so many reasons and stop me if you guys think that I have too many reasons and we should just move on. <laughs> First off, you said so many times the next season, the next season shows don't have sequels. They have another season. It's just how shows work. They're different it's than movies. It's a sequel to the show. To it's me, a, okay. That's how I consider it. So you changing the rules for your own mind doesn't make yeah. it a valid direction following suggestion number two you said that scrubs had this beautiful lovely amazing ending and that you just end the show there and you don't even worry about the next season bam it objectively did not ruin it for you you got your you got your hash browns you just also got some home fries that you didn't ask for and you actually didn't want so you still have your hash browns so it didn't ruin anything um i don't know i just feel like it it stopped and you're you're really not making much of a case for me as to why that was home price. Flynn's so argument the same dish. case. The same case I can make for the show Dexter. Uh, and if you've if you've seen the show Dexter, it's extra um, seasons. It's, seasons, it's multiple sequels. seasons that are that are really bad. Um, but it ends in a in a fine manner. You're like, okay, this no, this, is, this is a fine. Okay, exactly. It's it, it's fine. It wraps up. They they he okay. Spoiler alert. Uh, he he drives no, his boat. Don't spoil Dexter. No, whatever. He, listen, he drives his boat. Listen to me. We this is episode three of a podcast that we hope to go beyond episode one, two, and three. Right? We want to we want to have a sequel to this. Right? And and my my issue with this whole time that that Flynn has spent is he's. He's taking an opportunity for us to do a whole other segment about which season finale season ruined the entire oh series, right? Because there's a bunch That's of That's a them. different conversation. It's a whole we different conversation. We can also have that conversation. And we should, except for you wasted one of the best examples. But I don't, I don't view the final season of Scrubs as part of Scrubs. I sure. view it as a sequel. Sure, and How I Met Your Mother ends perfectly, Game except for the last two and a half Dexter. minutes. Right. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you uh, that the last season of Scrubs is utter trash. Uh, but as is the time that you've wasted in in this hash brown discussion uh, next time, Matrix Reloaded would have been would have been fantastic. So when we talk about television show seasons, I can't wait for you to talk about the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Flynn, Flynn's Flynn's points and all of these are like, here's what I was thinking about going with. And we all were like, dude, we would have Respected you more yeah, for that. that like, awesome. But I went with this that really bad awesome. option instead. So here's here's my biggest concern where we are sitting tonight is Flynn has done a, a tremendous failure, but the only way we can bring it back is if we kick to pretty. And I'm just I'm just so <laughs> not convinced that he's capable. So I'm setting you up, dude. Yeah, you just started with Hove Camp. Do the bare. We have to stop leading off with each other on yeah, the segments yeah, we host. I agree. <laughs> do just just do your best to do the bare minimum of what we asked for, and I think we'll be okay. So we kick it to you, man. Tell me about your hash browns. All right, here's my hash browns. Uh, but first, I have to give a little little mini diatribe about my uh, theories with sequels. Sequels. By and large, fun fact, fun fact, make more money than the original movie. However, yeah. that is solely because the original movie was successful. Sequels was not true by with and Titanic. Large, what is uh, Titanic 2? Titanic 2 is actually it's, it's a, a hilarious thing, movie. Uh, and I, it's, I shouldn't laugh, but it is. It's a great, it's, it's a bad movie. It, we would have watched it on bad movie nights, 100%. Okay. I think we did. Um, Anyways, James, with, I don't think James your... Cameron was involved in that one. No, not at all. Not at all. Anyways, point <laughs> is, um, James. so, uh, it, but by and large, uh, sequels rarely, if at all, live up to the expectations of the original. Empire Strikes couple... Godfather mm. Part 2. As the resident Star Wars expert, objectively the Star Wars expert, 
We'll get into another discussion about that. I'm not even commenting on your prequels thing because I can't. So, a uh, couple things about sequels and what should and shouldn't happen. Uh, drama sequels are okay if the story is compelling enough. Horror sequels are garbage unless they really just dig into making fun of whatever was going on in the last horror movie or just playing into more of that. No, Conjuring 2 dis- dispels that. Conjuring 2 is as good as Conjuring 1. Uh, I-, I can't comment. I have not seen Conjuring 2. I've only seen Conjuring 1, so cannot comment on Perfect that. Jacob Pretty Fun Fact. <laughs> I- don't, I, all of the Halloweens that follow the original Halloween, all of the, the Friday Halloween the 13th Town. that follow Friday, uh, all of the Halloween towns that follow Halloween Town 1. Halloween Town 1 is the best. You're calling Aliens Halloween Town a scary movie? Detective. Just yes, keep so going with your diatribe. Okay. So uh, I think we can all agree that when it is a trilogy, the third movie is always the worst. I give examples of X, uh, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, you know, whatever. The Trilogies the are King. always bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not working stop making baseless claims that have very obvious uh disproving examples you you have killed my my momentum so hard on this but the worst of all all offenders in this are comedy sequels sequels to comedy movies are the worst and none offends me more than anchorman 2 i agree I respect that. A garbage way to get to a very good answer. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 <laughs> the premise is wrong, and the premise is made wrong by 22 Jump Street, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. But I agree with you that in most cases, comedy sequels end up being bad, and They're that so is bad. a perfect example. I agree. Dumb Anchorman 2 is garbage. Yeah, the Hangover 2, 2 was Caddyshack 2. Zoolander Hangover 2. 2. Yeah, I'm Zoolander 2. All bad. All yeah. bad. You are right. You are a hundred percent better than Flynn, and this particular. I'm so glad segment. we recorded this. I'm gonna cherish this this moment forever. <laughs> Flynn, Kevin uh, has Kevin. just said I am right, and I'm better than Flynn. This no, is Kevin, no, it wasn't hard tonight. I know we're about to close, but I want Flynn to feel some pain. So I feel like before we close, you should just monologue yours, and then we'll then we'll let it go. Sure, and this is gonna no be rebuttals for Nice pun. This is gonna be <laughs> controversial, but let me just tell you. One of the things that I that I thought of immediately when I got those, you know, home fries that weren't hash browns was a movie that I've been watching all the time with my 15-month-old son, and the movie is Frozen 2. Frozen 2, I will give credit in two ways. One, uh, Into the Unknown is what the kids today would call a bop. It's fantastic. It it's slaps. A, it's, it's a wonderful... It slaps. Slap. It's a wonderful... Are you, saying it's, are you saying it's a kid's bop? No, it's not Kids Bop, but it, it, it's better than Kids Bop. <laughs> where that the second thing from. that I would say about it is the um, Lost in the Woods isn't a great song, but <laughs> is so funny <laughs> for someone who grew up in the 1990s to see a 1990s-esque music video in the middle of a child's... They really know, knew who, who which knew parents were, were having doing. kids. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so it, it was it was as good as the, was pandering. It was as good as the minions singing "I swear" at the end of of one of those Despicable Me movies. But it, it was amazing. So those two things are great about Frozen Two. But the rest of it is so lazy it's so lazy the exposition is trash they don't explain anything they don't explain how uh his how their mom and dad got out of the mist in the first place they which apparently was insane they tried to do this stupid origin story but they don't really talk about it what it was like growing up with elsa um when she had all these powers like think about like, I'm looking at my 15-month-old baby, and he's just doing the most absurd things to try to hurt himself and others all the time right now. Because this is what 15-month babies do, is they try to jump off and climb on everything. But he doesn't have super ice powers that he can control or can't control. And I'm pretty concerned about what that was like growing up with Elsa and why, in 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 that case, the mom who saves... Elsa and Anna's dad, when they were kids, he doesn't remember that it was her that he meets later on. And he says, well, I don't know who that person was. Well, it was your wife, dude. And she never told you? Why? What good would it do for Elsa's mom not to have told the husband? 
uh, I think Olaf is the laziest component of the film because he walks around with these things and that he just says randomly because that's Josh Gad. He can say whatever random thing he wants, and he does, And but they're significant plot points. He's walking around going, did you know the water has memory? Did you know that blah, 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 blah? And these are incredible plot significant points um, that they just put him in there to throw them out there because there's no other way to do it in the minds of Disney, which is just be incredibly lazy and make another billion dollars off of Frozen. So um, the music is fine. The the um, I'm sure that people loved it. Uh, but when I look at it objectively, um, it doesn't cross the top 20 Disney films ever made, uh, including uh, non-musicals. And if you look at only musicals, it probably doesn't cross the top 15. I think it's I think it's awful. Um, so for me, if I watched Frozen 2 and I had never seen Frozen 1, I'd probably be like, well, this is cute. You know, this was like Soul or Brave or some of these. I'm like, I, just, I like it. You know, I enjoyed my time with it. But... I'm not I'm not jumping up and down going this is as good as Frozen cuz Frozen was something. Frozen was great. It was almost perfect. So, I know you love Frozen 2 Flynn. You've got your own 1-year-old at home. Yeah, I have I have uh my opinions here because I have a a uh, kid that's what three weeks older than yours, um, yeah, yeah. and so we watch a lot of Moana, yeah. which I love. Uh, I love Me too. Moana. Me too. Yeah, it is now overplayed, and I, I could I could recite it from memory. <laughs> um, I think that Frozen Two, while not as good as Frozen One, um, is a very good sequel. I think it has better music from end to end. You know, it doesn't have Let It Go. Uh, Into the Unknown is very good, mm-hmm. um, but it, it it has, from start to finish, better music than Frozen 1. Um, and, I, and, and Frozen 2 did something for me that I didn't think was possible and made me feel okay about Olaf as a character. It made you feel that way? It made you feel that yes, way. Makes me it feel that way. Feel. Okay. I I hated Olaf. Uh, in, in the first in the first movie, I absolutely despised Olaf. Olaf is the worst character, I thought. And then Frozen Two happened. I was like, you know what? He's okay. I can tolerate Olaf, he's, and I didn't think okay. anything could make me do that. And so Frozen Two, I think, is is a very good sequel. Um, it is not. It's not. You know to the level of, of Lion King two, uh, or anything like that bad, <laughs> no, which is not. really terrible. It, that's true. Uh, Sim- Frozen Simba's, two is, Pride is, is bad. Yeah. Uh, Frozen two is probably the best, uh, sequel of Ooh. Disney. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm talking out of my ass there. I have no clue if that's a, a factual statement or not. Um, but Frozen <laughs> two is a very, very good movie. Um, and I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't appreciate your feedback on this pretty. I'm definitely not even interested in yours. I know that's you had right. one last thing that you wanted to bring up pretty before we close. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I was, uh, I was doing Bye. some research today about, uh, brain surgery. And did you know that ancient Incans actually, um, had about the same success rate as brain of, um, okay. Well, uh, it seems like I have been left alone again. Uh, so listeners, if you're out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with our shenanigans and we'll see you next week with another glass of bourbon. Cheers. Beep, beep, beep,